Hello and welcome back. Um, you'll notice there's no Marie today, that's because she's not feeling very well. So all our lovely thoughts go to her and I hope she gets best, better soon and comes back to keep me company. But fear not, you're not going to have to just listen to my voice the whole time because my lovely producer Penny is joining us. Uh, introduce yourself Penny and tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you Jodie. Well I'm Penny and I'm normally the silent partner in these podcasts because normally I sit and just listen and wave my hands around at people but today I am uh, standing in for Marie um, which is very exciting I hope I can do her justice it's your own time you're wasting ramblings from beyond the classroom with Marie and Jodie we spent a bit of time talk, thinking about what to talk about today and something mm. close to kind of both our hearts is theatre and drama um, so as our regular yes. listeners will probably know I used to work in professional theatre before I was a teacher in the kind of backstage world uh, Penny, your connection is? Well, so I, um, I'm an English teacher, a mm. uh, uh, secondary English teacher but um, before I was an English teacher I was a professional actress so um, uh, I did the whole go to drama school, trawl around looking for work, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so I, I acted for a while. And I think that is the reason that we decided to talk about drama today mm. is because I think drama is an incredibly powerful tool in the classroom. And I'm really pleased that I had that theatre experience mm. that I can bring to teaching because it's it, I, I think it can genuinely be transformative in a classroom. So, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. And I remember seeing a performance, I think I was probably year seven or eight, called Kinder Transport, about the transportation mm. of Jews from Germany to be evacuated yeah. into the UK in yeah. just before World War Two. And ever since then, I've become obsessed with it. And there's loads of documentaries around it and what happened to those people once they got here. And... You know, that's been 20 years now of me just being interested in that topic because of this one drama piece that, you know, really yeah. stuck in my mind and had a massive impact. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have similar... I remember um, theatre and education companies coming to my school mm. when I was uh, at secondary and at primary, actually, and uh, yeah. it just being amazing experiences. And now it's, you know... I remember one in particular, a theatre and education company who came to my primary school mm. and did a... Um, uh, a Victorian's experience for us and oh, we all cool. became chimney sweeps and we had to yeah. sort of climb up sort of like chimneys and things and it was just absolutely brilliant yeah. and I think nothing um could have taught me better about mm. uh, in that case about history and the history of the Victorians than that that actual kind of yeah. physical drama experience so I think it is really it's such a valuable tool and but of course it's not just companies coming in and and you know and yeah. performing for you it there's also things that teachers can do every day um to bring drama into the classroom and i once did um so there's a topic in maths that is called bearings which is similar to degrees but it's mm -hmm. kind of more specific it's more to do with your navigation and stuff um and obviously having had a background from boats I always was quite keen to teach it in context because it's a really bizarre topic. It's got all these rules, which if you teach them in isolation, like you have to measure from north, you have to measure clockwise, you have to give it in three. If you just tell them that makes no sense, but it does in context. 
So by bearings, you do mean sort of directional bearings rather directional than bearings. bearings. Yeah, <laughs> directional bearings. Directional bearings. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I did this whole role play thing with the kids where we had charts and we did like this whole thing. Bottom, bottom set year eight, really struggled with maths. And together we had this like role play of trying to navigate from one place to another and how we do that with different yeah. bearings and stuff. And we kind of joked up and we were all like pirates and stuff and we're sort of making fun of ourselves, kind of doing it a right. bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, yeah, and every time someone went got something right, I go, oh, and if they got it wrong, I go, oh, <laughs> and stuff like that. But like it gave a bit of context to these kids and hopefully some of them still remember that. And it made really dull topics slightly more interesting. So it doesn't have yeah. to be some big drama thing. It can just be a little role play or a little vibe. Absolutely. And I think that's actually where um, some students and some teachers mm. get a bit stuck, actually. They yeah. think that by drama, um, it means that you have to have some kind of end result mm. um, and you have to put on a performance or you have to get people to read from a script yeah. or, or whatever. And it can be actually much... Uh, much more sort of informal than that um, mm. and much less scary because I think there is I know that a lot of a lot of students you say the word drama to them and they will freeze and they will be really nervous yeah. about that because to them it means perhaps reading out in front of um, other students mm. or speaking up in front of other students and it really doesn't have to mean that there's no reason why you can't do a drama activity in smaller groups for example um, and there's no performing to the class at mm. all um, and obviously I come from a subject, English, which is naturally given yeah. to using drama. Um, so not least because we have plays mm. <laughs> and we study plays. Um, but, uh, you know, we use, I, I would use it for all sorts of things. I mean, there's mm. the obvious things like hot seating um, yeah. and sort of studying plays and, and reciting poetry and things like mm. that. But then there's also really interesting ways that you can sort of explore characters um yeah. uh, by doing drama exercises and by doing some improvisation um you can explore poetry um by asking students to act out particular words within a poem i think mm. poetry in particular within english can feel really inaccessible sometimes and i think sometimes students really panic when they see a poem on the yeah. page but if you take some of the words out of that poem and you ask them to act those words then you can end up with sort of a mm. an acting word cloud of exactly what that poem is yeah. about and that's a really fun activity to do and um, i do you know of course there's subjects that lend towards drama and kind of that performance aspect obviously drama and performing arts but mm. also you know your english your history that stuff does just lend towards it but yeah. there are ways you can include it. Kind of one of the things, unfortunately, I've never actually managed to do this. But I wanted to look at the history of maths and kind of have different characters from that, and look at kind of some of Plato's conversations and stuff like that, right. and have people having a discussion about maths that you would, you know, people presenting yeah. as if this thing is brand new, like Fibonacci did or like so and so did, you know. I think that I mean that would, I I've done that in English where I've mm. actually got colleagues to come in as particular characters yeah. um from history mm. uh, to talk to students so you know we would have a, a Henry VIII or we yeah. would have a a Shakespeare or whatever and and uh, yeah it doesn't always work with your older classes but mm. certainly with your case stage 3 classes it's really good fun yeah. simply because there's something you know it's it being interactive is yes. is so much more fun for them um and colleagues really enjoy it as well. And I think that's the other thing about drama, actually, that um, that is worth mentioning, 
is that I I feel that my background as a as an actor really informed my my teaching. Um, so yeah, no, I think um, actually drama is a really mm. effective tool, not just for kind of engaging students and uh, unlocking topics for students, but also for unlocking teaching ability in teachers. Um, so I think that um, because when I came to teaching, I actually mm. came to teaching, and this is a bit of a confession, I came to teaching as an unqualified teacher. <gasps> so I was employed, I know, I was employed unqualified, and I was just very lucky that I found a head who was willing to take a chance on me and went, you know, mm. actually, I think I think you can do it. Um, uh, which is, I mean, I don't think you could do that now, could you? <laughs> it would be terrifying. People would be, parents would be probably quite rightly up in arms. But um and I hastened to add that I did become qualified. I did an assessment-based option and I became qualified on the job. But actually, that experience of um, having that acting experience and being able to walk into a classroom mm. and actually not knowing the rules, not knowing the conventions of, well, you've got to have a starter and a plenary and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm just going, oh, this is, if I were teaching this, using my theatre experience, this is how mm. I'd do it. And my classes were mad, but mad in a really good way, I think, in those first few yeah. years. Because we were doing you know we would all be standing on tables um we would be sort of you know doing what's more onto the breach dear friends um, yeah. on chairs and and we would go out to the field and and mm. do lots of sort of um exploratory activities with poetry and so i think actually as a teacher you can f- unlock lots of stuff within yourself with drama mm. and the other really important thing about that is of course that i you can create a personality for yourself. So if you're one of those teachers who actually doesn't like to be themselves in front of a class, you can create a persona and you can, you know, use that mm. persona in order to um, in order to engage with students. So I, I I was very much I had a very, very much a character. I even had a costume that I would I mean, mm. obviously the students didn't see it as a costume, but I always wore yeah. waistcoats, I always wore a pocket watch, I always always wore cons. I was mm. that teacher. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and actually, that was really useful for me because it helped me to find a way into teaching to yeah. kind of um, create that personality. Did you do that? Yeah, I I did. It was a dress for me. I, I and I, oh, I'm okay. not a, like I wear dresses to weddings and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I always almost always wore a dress as a teacher. Kind of think Clara in uh, Doctor Who. That was my vibe. Dress oh, and a blazer. Yeah. Oh, um, and I very much consciously modelled myself on that. I modelled myself on wow. that vibe of kind okay. of. And a bit later on, I did start to wear trousers and stuff. But no, I was almost always in in a skater dress. Um, and like, yeah, it's that. And I remember kind of sitting down, and it was when I was at university. We did an outreach program into secondary schools in East London. And we kind of sat down for our briefing and two things came out of this. First of all, the like 90 year old man told me that I should have respect for myself and call myself Muzz. So I was always Miss Garth, just to spite him. Um, (laughs) And uh, he told us that we'd have to put on this performance, we'd have to put on this mask. And as you walk into the classroom, you leave some of your genuine self behind. And I hated the idea of that. I hated the idea of me standing in front of people and not being my genuine self. And so I really thought I had an outfit that made me feel like a teacher, but I really fought against that leaving myself at the door. And more and more that happened and more and more with, you know, the difficult classes particularly that happened, Mm -hmm. but it made me feel less and less genuine and less and less in touch with the kids because they thought they were seeing the genuine me but actually they were seeing right. a version of me. And that was quite 
weird to me that there's this lie. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think to a certain extent we do that in every walk of life, don't we? Mm. I think we all present a version of ourselves in yeah. different circumstances. So, yeah, and I can see what you mean. I think it is important to be genuine um, mm. with students, no matter what. But sometimes I think having that extra layer of something you can sort of construct and hide behind yeah. can be helpful. I think particularly in, in this day and age where, you know, as teachers, we are held up to really nigh on impossible standards mm. about our presence Absolutely. on social media and um, our presence yeah. in, in the local community. And, um, you know, we're expected to be whiter than white mm. constantly, you know, and, and perhaps rightly so. But actually, uh, one way to kind of um, help with that is perhaps to create some kind of yeah. persona for yourself within the classroom. It's your own time you're wasting. So why not stick the kettle on, put your feet up and have a cuppa? Ah, bliss. So your experience in the theatre, Jodie, what, yeah. um, what, what was your experience? You were crew, weren't you? Yeah, so I, was, I started off just doing follow spot, which is basically a big light that you point at people mm -hmm. and it's done yeah. manually because it follows the actor around or the dancer or performer on stage. Uh, so it's normally, if you go to the theatre quite often, you normally see them right at the back in the gods, uh, two yeah, or three really of them. really high up. Really you high up. <laughs> um, at my local theatre, it's not too bad in one of them, but the other one is terrifying. So it was for Oliver, in fact. Uh, oh. I was sat on this uh, kind of walkway, 30 foot in the air, um, sat cross-legged, doing, it was intense. Um, and then I kind of got into doing the more backstage stuff. I've worked as stage crew. I've worked as a dresser. So doing like quick changes on West Side Story, that was. Um, most recently, I worked in flies, which is when you see the kind of set flying in and out, literally going up into the sky. That's someone literally pulling on a rope. Um, so I got to do that over Christmas last year, wow. which was brilliant. Um yeah, so I still do bits and bobs of professional theatre and have done throughout my teaching career. Uh, obviously, it's harder. Now I'm not doing it full time. But sure. I'm always quite open about it because, well, it's cool and I'm proud of it. But also it's nice for the kids to see. I mean, I think this is the thing is I like being open with the kids. I like them knowing that I have that other side to me. And I right. like them knowing that I'm dyslexic and I like them knowing, you know, it's I think it adds a certain something if you've got that personal Absolutely. vibe. And I think particularly that kind of um, that kind of experience. I mean, mm. definitely I shared loads of acting stories with yeah. my students and they, they love that kind of um, insight, sort of a peek behind the curtain kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, the other thing about theatre work, though, that I think really um, is really useful for teaching is, I mean, life in theatre can be really relentlessly hard yeah, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Like, it's really really hard work um that i mean I, this sounds like a bit of a sob story doesn't it but it it, it genuinely is if you're doing sort of no. and i've done family shows where i was doing three shows a day and that is yeah. that is grueling stuff absolutely. um uh, it's really hard work um 
but also it's um, it's a profession where you have to get used to dealing with rejection a lot, yes. particularly yes. if you're an actor. Um, you know, you can go to auditions and you can literally walk into a room mm. and they take one look at you and they go, no, you don't look right, out yeah. you go, before you even open your mouth. Um, and that is hard, but actually it teaches you resilience as a mm. person. And I think um, that is another really useful quality to have yeah. when you come to teaching, because as we all know, it's a profession that's getting harder and harder. Um, and I and think so being able to kind of steal yeah. yourself is important. For me, the time management and the the ability to go without sleep was two of the main things. <laughs> so I remember yeah. doing, this is before I was a teacher, but not long before I was a teacher, I did a week of The Sound of Music, two shows a day, every day, except for Saturday, mm. when we did three shows a day. Um, oh, yeah. And I'd done that for two weeks. And on the Saturday, did three shows, the final Saturday. So I think it was an 11am or 1pm and a 7pm or whatever. Then went straight into the get out to get all of the set out which took yep. us to 6am. I then got in a car, drove, that was in Durham, drove back down from Durham to Sheffield and did a get in for a different show starting at 10am. <laughs> there was one hour. I slept in the car, got to Sheffield and went straight on to the, and then did another three weeks on that show. So for five like weeks. You weren't, you weren't driving. <laughs> I wasn't driving. Someone else drove me. <laughs> so it was five weeks sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone else drove me. I slept. That was the only sleep I got. Went straight in for the inn, was there till midnight on three hours wow. sleep. So I basically worked for, I think I worked out as about 40, uh, just short of 40 hours straight. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, there is a, yeah, there's a lot of hard work. Mm. I, would, I would like to say, though, that I, I think that despite there being huge amounts of work and, you know, yeah. there's show days and all of you know mm. just those kind of situations that you've just described i still think that teaching is the hardest job i have ever done in Absolutely. terms of exhaustion and and because just never switching off the difference with the the theater is you're on this constant high and particularly mm. for me i didn't kind of do it long enough for it to stop being a bit of a novelty and for me to like oh my god i'm actually doing this um <laughs> so kind of like that five weeks of non-stopness that was, you know, probably 30, 40, 50 performances in yeah. front of each one in front of five to a thousand people. So you're thinking mm -hmm. about 500 to a thousand people. So you're thinking about like how many people you're giving joy to and how many kids have come to see the sound of music and loved it. And how many people yeah. have come to see the next show, which is Happy Days and loved it. And then the show after that, you know, kind of all this, you know, that every, every single show something is amazing but you can bring something that'll stick with people ever because drama just has that power and theatre just has that power yeah to, it really does enchant doesn't mm. it? it 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 casts a spell i think um but then you know like we were saying that that kind of when you're an actor you're mm. say you are doing three shows a day and each show is a, a two hour, if it's three shows a day it's going to be a family show that's going to be a two hour show so you're yeah. talking about six hours a day that's maximum of six hours a day that you mm. are performing as a teacher that's every day yeah. every day you, because teaching is a performance I really do believe mm. that that um you know yeah you're not you're not the starring role because the kids are of course they are but actually you know you are having you are switched on mm. and you have to be bright and breezy and engaging yeah. and you know, and in a show, you know, you'll get downtime, you'll get your interval where literally people can't see you and you'll get time between shows and you'll get stuff like that. Whereas as a teacher, you get there until you leave, you're, like there's no break, your lunch break is not a break. Oh yeah, 
I mean, you barely get time to weep. What's on your mind? Let us know your thoughts, ideas and anecdotes. Drop us a line at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk. Do you know, I, I once, um, I, I once did a, a Christmas show on a three-show day and I mm. fell victim to norovirus. Oh, God. Oh, it was absolutely... God. Um, but Dr Theatre kicked in, you know, the show must go on. Mm. So um, I ended up going on stage, but we were radio mic'd. <laughs> one occasion where I ran off stage um I kind of finished a song ran off stage ran the loo and forgot to turn off my radio mic so everybody heard me me and um, being quite quite drastically yeah. sick and and that's the kind of thing that actually stood me in really good stead as a teacher <laughs> because if you can you know if you can do that and like front yeah. it out with everybody afterwards then you can and actually the more we talk about this the more <laughs> i'm kind of bringing parallels because so dr theater or dr grease paint i've heard it called as well is you're in the theater yeah. and the show must go on you just find something from somewhere to pull through yeah. um what you do and you do that as a teacher don't you like yeah. the amount of times yeah. where yeah you'll take your lemsip and you'll take your strepsils and all your other medication that you can but you'll still feel like death. And then the class starts. And I even find it now tutoring. And you're like, I can do this. Yeah. And then it, it finishes in, and, and you're literally like, kill me now. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, do, I do think there are a, a lots of parallels, actually. Mm. But, so if we were, um, if we were, so here, me putting on my producer hat again, <laughs> we were going to say, if we had to come up with sort of five tips for drama or theatre in the classroom or five kind of take homes what would you what would you say my number one would be don't automatically rule out your subject because we can all see how it can work in english or in history mm-hmm. but yeah. in your maths and your science and your geography and all that think about could you bring in some kind of historical figure that would be my main thing um okay, yeah brilliant or give them two answers and get them to role play one as the examiner and one as you know as the student and do it like that Mm, lovely yeah there's lots of ways to bring it in that isn't standing up and performing a show so that'd be my number one so i'm gonna i'm gonna come up with one now so my mine would be that don't think that drama has to be words and Mm. get just getting physical can be um in kind of like kind of in letting kind of kids kind of explore text or whatever physically can be really really beneficial Mm. so you know take out take some words out of a text and ask them to to create that physically within the classroom space and you can do it within the class you don't have to hire out the hall or you know book out the hall or or the drama studio or whatever you can literally put your tables to one side and and let students um Mm. kind of feel the words a bit sort of through physicality i think is really really important and i think drama my number three would be drama doesn't have to be kind of with a capital d um i've Mm. seen a lot of people do things where you get students to play the teacher so they go away they research something they learn about it and they teach a 10 minute lesson on it that counts as Mm, drama because they're playing a role yeah Um, yeah and that kind of really informs metacognition because there they mm. are, they're learning about how they learn and yeah. they're thinking about how they learn. So you've got kind of, yeah, you're including metacognition within that, that kind mm. of exercise. So I'd say four is, um, I think drama can be a really good means of um, behaviour management. Mm. Um, 
so um you know it, you will have classes where you have the more yampy students and they are never going to want to um that they, they are never going to be at the perfect class that's sitting down and being quiet and reading things um quietly and sort of getting on with yeah with work in a really sort of disciplined way and actually embrace that <laughs> as much as you can and use uh, use drama as a tool to help them explore texts and ideas that ordinarily you might be able to do with other class sitting down it's okay to fart use it use drama and use different methods to to help different classes access things mm. in different ways you don't have to be rigid and stick to your powerpoint or whatever it is yeah. for each class my last one is to remember that you are playing a part as a teacher and to take stock of what impact that's putting on you and make sure you get a break from that whether it's you yeah, know at like home that. at the weekend or on your holidays obviously most people have just come back from their half-term holidays but playing a part and putting on this persona is um it, it does take your toll so kind of think about how that sits with you and try and make sure that you are putting that persona to one side yeah i think that's a really that's a lovely mental health tip to yeah. end with i think yeah i think we've done it we've done it <laughs> a yeah. you and me podcast rather wow. than um, bit bizarre I, I sincerely hope that maria is back next week i'm sure she will be yeah all our love to maria hope she comes back soon and feels better soon because we miss her but in we the do. meantime if you miss us too don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms and email beyond mailbag at twinkle without an e dot co dot uk oh, i thought i was going to say it since that. maria wasn't here <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much for joining us and look after yourself see you next time bye bye this podcast is proudly produced by beyond please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of beyond or twinkle